Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 229 for Slam Fire Radio for October 28, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm another one, Trevor Frillot. And I'm Adriel Michaud. Hey, we didn't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, First that's take. Awesome. We never screw up intros. What are you talking about? We screw them up all the time. No, it's the outro we screw up. That's true. Yeah. You know what? It might be, might be, might be both. It's just uncomfortable, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's Jewel and Brian when we need them? There's oh. an inside joke going way back. Yeah. Well, at least we're not talking about tannerating kitties. Okay. It's true. That's true. <laughs> we do need to put this intro somewhere comfortable. <laughs> okay. I, all right. All right. Why don't we actually talk about what we did in guns? About before we do, um, what we did. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. Uh, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, the Calgary Shooting Center is hosting its ONN training. It's a two-day pistol course. It's October 28th and 29th, and you can register online with uh, them at ontraining.ca. So now you know what ONN stands for. Yes, on training. On only has one N, though. Yeah. Hmm. What's the other N stand for, Kelly? Maybe they put an extra N in there because somebody else already had on training. I don't know. That seems plausible. Mm. It I'm doesn't, just, though. I'm making it up. <laughs> I, I know. It's, I just couldn't wait to nail you with that because you were at the beginning of the show asking Adriel what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to wait till she reads it and then ask her. <laughs> yeah, I'm that co-host. You're the pain in the butt. Yes, you are. So why don't you tell us what you did in guns? All right. So the um, Cincinnati 870 clone that I won at the charity shoot this summer, uh, I uh, didn't polish the chamber. And so I took it out and I test fired it. It's still not feeding super duper well. So I think I might need to kind of shape a little bit of a feed ramp into the front of the barrel. But as far as extracting goes, no problem. The um, I think I talked about this before because it's an 870 clone. I ordered a without checking, of course, right? Because that would be that would have taken like less than fifteen minutes to check first. I ordered a Volcorchin extractor, thinking that it would drop into the bolt because it's an eight seventy clone, but it's not exactly an eight seventy clone. No, and the extractor on that bolt is actually held in place with a pin. So uh, no harm, no foul. I dropped it into my other eight seventy. So you know, it was uh, it went to good use. Also. Um, so yeah, I took that out. I fired it. It was uh, a lot of fun. It's a uh, really short and lightweight. So when you're putting slugs through it, let me tell you, it, it lets you know what's there. Uh, tried a variety of different ammo. Some of my reloads, some factory high brass, low brass, or actually the steel rim stuff like the Winchester Universal just to see what it would take. And it took it all, extracted everything, no problem. So polishing the chamber did a lot for that. Um, and then the rear sight is adjustable, 
for both windage and elevation. It's a rear sight that's mounted on a rail that's screwed to the top of the receiver, and there's a front post on the front and notch in the back. And there's a screw and a spring, and you can't screw the screw down low enough to get the rear sight low enough to bring the front of the gun down to not miss four inches high at 20 yards. So I took that screw out and chopped it with the Dremel, and now uh, I can screw it all the way out and bottom all the way down, bottom it out. So I should be able to sight it in with slugs now at 25, no problem. And the because it has that rail on top of the receiver and the sight on top of that, all of a sudden you're kind of starting to come up a little bit. So your cheek weld turns into a chin weld. So I had an extra raised comb for a Magpul 870 stock here. So I threw that on to get a more comfortable uh, cheek rest. And then I went bear hunting again. I struck out again. No bears. Ah. Yeah. And then the night that I couldn't go... Um, my buddy brought his brother-in-law with him, who's never been hunting anything in his whole entire life. And he got a bear. And he got a bear. It's beginner's luck, you know that. Absolutely. And then uh, Luke, um, bang, bang, bang my switch, Luke. Uh, he, Luke. Uh, yep. Luke Drew, yeah, he and I went uh, bird hunting on probably Saturday. And You got, uh, you got some. Oh, we saw two. I got one. <laughs> So, eh. and Muffin and the people that he was with, they got 20 birds. They all like tagged out for the day. And he was, he's still I rubbing think, at it actually. I think it's the company, or it might be you. Hey, I know the common denominator. It's you. No way. Cause when I was over with Muffin, <laughs> uh, we got lots. Um, I took home like four, three, and he took home four or something. And, uh, and so it's got to be Luke. Well, actually, it's funny. The bird was on his side. And he couldn't get the door unlocked. I don't think he had a seatbelt on. That he couldn't get his shotgun situated. He couldn't. I was like, "Stop! Stop! Don't move! Stay! You're you're gonna freak the bird out. It's been eight and a half minutes. You're not out of the truck yet. I will get this bird myself. Sit down." So I popped out and I shot. And I just had surgery on my left hand, so I didn't know if shooting was a good idea. But whatever. Yeah, how's that working? Uh, it was fine till I, you know, it's I've, I've had a setback. Let's let's say that and move on. I don't know. So. <laughs> I so, don't know. I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it alone. There's a whole lot of medical tape holding my hand together right now. We'll just, oh. Yeah. So, so uh, then I got uh, a new 20 gauge shotgun. So the shotgun I had been using was given What'd to me. By, uh, well, it's kind of, it's my, it's my childhood shotgun, actually. Hmm. First, it's actually the first shotgun I ever shot, Kelly. It's a Bacale 20 gauge single shot. Real, it's real nice. It's got some checkering. Um, nice scroll work on the receiver. You know, it's it's a Bacale. It is what it is, but it's still very nice. And I grew up, it's one of the shotguns, or one of the firearms that was in my home as far back as I can remember. Since I was a child, I remember this thing being around. And um, so my dad and I are talking one day, and he says, he's asking me if I know anyone who has a shotgun with a hammer because he doesn't trust the... Bacale, the way the Bacale works, as soon as you close the receiver, close the barrel, it is cocked and it has a cross bolt safety on the trigger guard. And he doesn't like that. He'd rather close the action and cock the hammer than fire. It's six of one, half a dozen the other, really. I mean, just keep the action open, close the action, then fire, or cock the hammer, then fire. I, I really think it's six of one, half a dozen the other. Anyway, so I was like, I've got one, Dad. 
And I said, uh, it's not in as good a shape as yours, but I'll show it to you. And if you want it, we'll trade. So he did. So um, he had tried to extend the length of pull with a piece of plywood and a limb saver butt pad. Really? Yeah. Luckily, though, luckily he kept the original butt plate. So I took the original butt plate. I took all that garbage off, took the original butt plate, and I brought the shotgun straight to Denis, my gunsmith. And he's going to, it's not in bad shape, but whatever. I could have it looking like new again, right? I mean, so he's going to refinish the wood um, and re-blew it because there is a little bit of surface rust down by the muzzle. And the bead was always gone. It was a piece of screw put in the front of the barrel and cut off. And Denis thinks that the thread pitch may not be correct anymore, but I'm sure he can can do something with it, whether he... um, JB Weld's new bead into the hole, or I don't know. There's a. He'll do something with it. Yeah, exactly. It'll come back with a bead, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so, and he's also um, refinishing the Wingmaster that I bought from Adriel this summer. So when we were out there this summer, Adriel had this Wingmaster receiver, and somebody must have had tried to trick this thing out for three gun because the barrel was gone. It had a jumbo safety, and the top of the receiver had been drilled and tapped for a scope mount. So uh, he found another 870 barrel, unfortunately not a Wingmaster barrel, um, but a, an 870 barrel regardless. And in, I had a set of wood here. Denis had a nicer set of wood at his shop, so I traded him my wood furniture set for his wood furniture set, and he's going to take that barrel that Adriel had it's kind of a it's a matte finish and a little bit rough texture. He's gonna polish polish it to a, a glass high sheen. Yeah, high sheen. Yeah. Yep. He's gonna polish that to a high sheen. He's gonna polish the receiver to a high sheen. He's gonna hot blue all of that. He's gonna hot blue the um, the pump. He's going to polish the bolt because if you look at a wingmaster, wingmasters look like glass. The wood looks like glass, the metal looks like glass. And so that's what I'm after here. I told him. I want this to be your very best work. I want you to not, when the when the job is done, I want you to try and buy the shotgun from me. That's how proud I want you to be of this job. I want you to take it around and showcase it as one of your masterpieces. That's what we're going for here. I want this thing to look better than new, which is kind of ridiculous because it's not Wingmaster wood. It's not a Wingmaster barrel, but. I think it's going to look great. Oh, it's going to look great, but I'll always know it's not a true Wingmaster. Yeah, that's okay. But someday I'll find one. I know um, Paul uh, Paul Lombard, the CCFR field officer coordinator for New Brunswick, he has an original near-mint Wingmaster in 20-gauge. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And apparently he doesn't want to sell it to me, but that doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to probably have to figure out a way to buy it anyway. Uh, one of these days, I'm just going to say, like, what's your stupid price on this gun? Because it's so nice. Anyway. Uh, and then I'm in the process of mounting a scope to a single shot 22 for my dad. And I am missing a scope rail. I had a set of 22 rail, 22 scope rings that go, you know, the some 22s have that small rail, or not rail, yeah. but you know what I'm talking yeah. about, the groove on the receiver. Yep. That's smaller than everything else. Well, I had a set of rings to fit that. And you don't know where they are? I know where one is. Ow. Yeah, it's like it's like socks. I lost the left ring. I don't I don't understand. 
anyway, so Denise got a set down there that I'm going to pick up and I'll get that job done and get that back to dad. He's become your new best friend. You know that? Who's You're that? Denise. Well, I don't know if he's my best friend, but uh, well, he's, he's certainly more than an acquaintance. And I think it was Bolivar that said that I'm paying off his student loan yeah. probably with all the work that I do or get done from him. But I don't know. I mean, I've been singing his praises, and I and I don't know if I'd like to think it's because I've been singing his praises. But every time I go in there, like the shop is extended, has mm-hmm. expanded, sorry, at least twice since I started going there. He's picked up Vortex. He's picked up uh, Winchester. He's picked up Browning. So he's got all these brand new guns in there now. Um, a whole bunch of hunting accessories, ammunition. He thinks if the shop grows anymore, he's going to have to change the locations. And, oh, that's good. Yeah, and he's constantly swamped with refinishing jobs. So, I mean, uh, gunsmithing is a dying art. Yeah, and there's only a small handful of them in this province, and he's the only one in this region, so... Uh, now that people are, we're just starting to spread and people are knowing that he's there, it's uh, it's good. Unfortunately, the program that he took, they canceled. Yeah, yeah he was. Where did a, he take it? It was know? some some college in in uh, Quebec somewhere, I believe. Yeah, they're and not doing them in Canada anymore. You have to go down to the U.S. and do them. That's what I heard, anyways. Hmm. Uh, he told me the reason why they canceled the program was because. Uh, the way they were collecting their statistical data on their graduates to see whether or not they were working was they would just check and see if a gunsmith had been employed by a retailer. What? And yeah. They weren't considering gunsmiths opening their own businesses. Those weren't being factored into the data they collected. And the school felt that there wasn't enough graduates getting jobs, so they canceled the program. Well, that's not good. We need something here. It's Quebec. I mean, they can only do so much with Alberta's money. <laughs> yeah, they haven't gotten any in the last little while, so yeah. I well, hope they don't get any more. Mm. So, all, all right. right, what did you do? Well, for the last two weeks, besides not sleeping and working twenty four seven, and then on the weekends, maple seeding, maple seeding, maple seeding. That's what I've been doing. I went to Barry. Awesome. Most and I went to Woodview, which is funny because I kept calling it Lakeview. Um, but <laughs> I went to was this. there a lake or was there woods? Well, of course there was. There was both. There oh, was lakes well, and woods. So that's, that's why you were confused. I don't know. I don't know why I kept calling it Lakeview. Because Kelly. I would actually take pictures and post them on our Facebook group and say Lakeview, and then the owner, Mr. Johnson, he says, "You do know that it's." would be right i'm going maybe that's the reason why two people didn't show up today (laughs) (laughs) if you sent them to lakeview instead of woodview (laughs) yeah it was stony lake but anyways (laughs) something freaking great time i wanted to say thank you to brian bolivar because of the fact that when we went to barry he's the one that arranged everything for us and he hosted us as well. We camped out at his place. He was such a great host. He got up in the morning and he made us bacon and eggs every morning. It was awesome. And we had, what What were you going to say? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's an amazing host. What does surprise me though is someone with as much experience as Brian Mm -hmm. would attempt to shoot a right-handed rifle Mm -hmm. slung on the ground with mm-hmm. his left hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just... That kind of ended 
quite quickly. <laughs> I would just think that an engineer, you know, yeah, seen all those try. problems. Well, yeah, no, but he wanted to try. He's already shot a maple seed with a semi-automatic, ten, you know, a twenty-two. Uh -huh. He's shot it with an AR-15, uh -huh. right? He wants to shoot. He wanted to shoot it with. He wanted to know, set himself up. Lee for Enfield. He wanted to set himself up for a rage quit incident. That's what he wanted to do. Yes. He almost got it too. <laughs> yes, he switched it. He switched out to to a twenty two though after a while. So it was good, and we got to see Jay Hines as well. Who Speaking is, of twenty twos, yes. You know how the old ten twenty twos are more desirable than the new ten twenty twos because the yes. old ten twenty twos were completely made of metal. Yes. And you I know. Have a couple of those. Right. Do you have any that don't have that magazine release that you push forward with your finger? You actually have to push up inside the receiver? Uh, yeah, there's one that I have. How old is it? I don't know. It's older than the trees. Right. <laughs> Denise got one of those at the shop for 280 Oh, really? I know. And I was That's like, dude, you could throw $50 more on that. That's a more desirable 1022 than the new ones. Okay, you remember the story that I told you about parking lot being, thing and you being at work and the guy yes, was yeah, yeah right. That's the twenty two that I bought. Really, and what did you pay for it? Uh, one hundred and fifty bucks. <gasps> you, she devil. Yeah, I know. Eh? It was pretty good, and I bid everybody. I said, "I'll." One hundred fifty bucks. One hundred fifty bucks. I should buy this ten twenty two, shouldn't I? Yes, you should. Can't. Yeah, I'm you can't. Finishing work. Of course, I gave oh, him. I gave him an wild. advance. Well, I gave him an advance in the refinishing work. I could tell him to put it on the ten twenty two. Yeah, you can. I already have two ten twenty twos. Oh, you, oh, come on! I have ten. Like, come on. And it's all steel. Like, how often do those ones come up? I know, right? It's the only one I've ever seen. Okay. All right, carry on. Y you need to buy. Uh, yeah. So, Barry. Uh, Woodview just wanted to say also thank you to Corey Johnson and his father Jim for hosting as well. Amazing. They made the biggest lunches that you wouldn't. It was awesome. The other thing that, uh, yeah, we had some people that were on the lines each day that were pretty freaking awesome shooters. Did I tell you about the guy that was brand new shooter, never shot anything? No, you told. Uh, uh, wait, maybe you did. Tell Tell it again. Okay, so he is a friend of Corey's, and he says, oh, you guys are shooting. And Corey says, why don't you come by, and we'll see if we can get you a rifle, and we'll get you some ammo, and then you can then you can shoot. Because this guy, he doesn't have his pal. He's never shot before. Well, he kind of he lied about it. He says, well, you know what? I, I, I have shot, but it was you know playing Call of Duty. That's yeah, his No, experience. that's not shooting. <laughs> I know. That's not shooting. You guys are talking about, too. yeah. The only on modern rifleman radio, you guys say, "Oh, the only shooting you ever did was on Call of Duty." That's not shooting. That's playing video games. It's almost like playing with yourself. No, it's not shooting. That's what he said. He says that's the only experience I've had. I said, "Okay, so I'm on the line with him. I'm standing right over him. We, you know, we did the uh, prone." position point of instruction and I wanted to get him set up so that he you know set up and tweak him so that he is perfect and then he's going to succeed today so I did that for him we got him all set up and then he shot and I'm going this guy is sandbagging me he's he's yeah. a liar basically yeah. and he's going no I've never shot before and I'm going seriously and he kept repeating you know he had quarter-sized groups that's the 
first time he shot in a quarter size group, right? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then by the end of the day, he had shot a 260 and got his rifleman patch, and now he's going to go and get his pal. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was, it's like mold me. I'm going, okay. And I kept walking by him, get your elbow underneath the rifle. And he's, <laughs> he'd get his elbow underneath the rifle. And he was so excited and he was happy. And it's just like, all right, you've never shot before. And now you're actually shooting a rifleman score. It was awesome. Yeah. We had awesome. fun. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I went and did the CCFR calendar. And by the way, it got submitted today. I did not see any pictures of you, Trevor, or Adriel. Why so would you? You guys aren't in the calendar, but you should see should who's in the calendar. It's who's awesome. In the calendar? Never mind. What? Mm. You're what gonna have you? to. You're gonna have to buy like ten of these. Why? What did you? What did you say? What's? What did I say? Yeah. No, I'm just saying who's in the calendar. You're gonna have to buy ten. I know who's in the calendar. Uh maybe. I know maybe who's. Not. Uh, you know, you're not the only one with some sources. I know who's in the calendar, and I know who's on the calendar. Don't you owe us some... Anyways, just saying. I know... Yeah. You kind of so, do. You got, you got people that sent you stuff when I said, don't send it to Trevor. And wasn't I supposed to get some sponsorship or something? Yeah, you were. Whatever you happened with that? Uh, yeah, Trevor, what happened with that? I don't know. I got busy and stuff. I got what I wanted and then forgot what I was doing. Mm-hmm. We we still need sponsors, but we. Oh, also, you do. Yeah, for weekly drives, uh, weekly prizes. Did uh, do you know if X Metal got on board with anything? Not yet. So. All right. So what do I got to do? You got to contact X Metal Targets and get us some weekly prizes, and then tell Tracy. Hmm. All right. Okay. So I'm just saying, when the calendar, the calendar's gone in for you know publication, and in two weeks it'll come back, and I'd like everybody to buy at least ten. Because they're awesome. Okay, ten calendars. And then you get to buy. Yeah, you go in and you register them because they're all going to be numbered. And then you get prizes, weekly prizes. Oh, and then you bring it to Adriel's, and his cat drops water on Yolanda. Well, if you have ten of them, then you know it's nine lives, nine cats. Or that's <laughs> not how it works. That's not how any of this works. I know, but there's never mind. I'm not going to tell you what what the secret is. All right. What's well? What do you? What? I was just going to say there's two pictures of Yolanda in it. I know that. Oh. Okay. But now so does everybody else. Way to go, Yolanda. She let out the secret, not me. Yeah. I'm totally going to tell her to listen to this episode so you can get tossed under the bus. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Hey, you're quite welcome. All right. That's what co-hosts do. I know. And then I'll forget to get you sponsorship again. I know you will. You've been asked twice for it already. Really? You yeah. asked Christina. It takes more than twice to get me to do anything. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. BR, BR99, I posted it on Gun Nuts. Nobody wants it. No, maybe of course I, not. Maybe I should, should lower the price. I don't know. Yeah, to like, I'll pay you to take this thing. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Oh, no, it's not bad. Why Why you get rid of it, Kelly? Because um, it's a quality I, firearm. It works great every time. Yes, it is. Mags, mags are readily available and affordable, as well as aftermarket parts and factory parts. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm now on gun nuts all the time. It's it's horrible. What are you asking for it? Uh, four hundred. Okay. I think I, I think I need to we'll talk afterwards. Mm, I don't know. I it mean I think two megs, 
four hundred. Should be able to get two hundred or four hundred for it. Yeah. No, I, I think that know. was a forty and slip. I was right. You should be able to get two hundred for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know. It's the first time I posted anything to sell, so. I just bought that ten twenty two. Good. All right. Now, yeah, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to leave it original? Um, yeah, it's um, if if I do anything, I'll get it re restored or refinished. But I'm not modifying or changing it. It's an original 1022 with metal everything, metal excuse me, metal trigger, metal metal trigger guard. I won't buy that thing to modify it. I'll I'll keep it all all original. Yeah, I think you need to keep it original. You, you've got another 1022 that you've done everything with, right? So keep it original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the I got the super duper modified sniper one, and then I've got uh, yeah. just a plinking camel one, and this will just be like a collection gun. Yep. All right. The other thing that I did was I went to SFRC. Uh, one reason I went to the SFRC is because uh, I wanted to go and talk to Marcy and Ryan about Bone is Not Alone, and they are amazing. I just wanted to say thank you to them. Uh, the other reason is because I needed ammo, so went and bought some of that as well. And the last thing that I did was, you, Trevor, already talked about it, but I was on Modern Rifleman Radio uh, with Brian and Ken the other night. So it was lots of fun. That's everything that I did with guns. All right. How about you, Adriel? Uh, let's see. So I got this Norinco 1911. It's the uh, NP29, so the single stack 9mm in, I think they call it chrome, but it just kind of looks shiny with <laughs> kind of a chromey finish on it. Uh, the machining on it is uh, just a tad rough. Uh, kind of looks like it's been hit by uh, a kid in a, a shop kind of a thing. Like a lot of well, machining. Well, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of machining and tool marks. Like a lot. Like every tooling that they're using uh, within that machine shop is way past worn and is now gouging out when, uh, when they're being used. I mean, they, on the outside... You can't tell a whole lot. The uh, safety is quite sharp. The slide uh, release is quite sharp. But other than that, it's not terrible. It's when you get inside that you take a look at it. And uh, you see all those really, really rough surfaces. Um, but that might not matter. I mean, it, it might shoot just fine. Um, I'm going to actually take it out shooting this weekend. I'm, I'm going to the uh, range with some people from work. So I'm going to get them to shoot this gun and wear it in for me. <laughs> um, let's see. What do I like about it? It didn't come with the fiber optic sight, which I kind of wanted that on the front. That upsets me. Yeah. That upsets me because they showed two different versions and it seemed to me the version that you were ordering was the version with the, was the version with the fiber optics. So yeah. But like, if uh, I go buy one of these, I need somebody at the store to confirm before they ship it. Yes, it is a fiber optic because mm -hmm. if that, dovetail in the front is not the standard 1911 dovetail they gotta mm. put another one in there i mean you gotta it, get another dovetail cut yeah it's it comes with three dot sights i don't know if i would trust uh a, a chinese fiber optic front it might lose that rod anyways it'd, it'd fall right out yeah maybe well maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll never know because i don't i don't have it but uh uh that was a little bit weird uh, let's see. What else is on this thing? I mean, some of the parts are pretty, like, I don't mind the beaver tail. I don't mind the hammer. The trigger was very heavy, but it's brand new. It will need to be worn in. So, um, I'm getting like seven pounds on it right now. I bet if I shoot it a bunch, that's gonna, that's gonna go down and get cleaned up. Uh, and change your sear spring. 
I already did. And that helped. Really? That took it down to six pounds, just over six pounds. Uh, but I'll still need to, uh, it still needs to be worn and it's still quite rough. The two surfaces there. Um, I have already put like, just, <laughs> just as, uh, um, as you guys were talking there, I popped a magwell on there. I've got that fusion firearms, uh, magwell and it's, uh, it's pretty good. It works very well with these Brownells 10 rounders. It does not work at all with the factory nine rounders. So I'm going to have to do something with that. Maybe I saw someone using some stick-on wheel weights on the bottom of those, and those... Oh, my God. You're going full ghetto, aren't you? Oh, Buy the yeah. Dawson Extended Base Pad. How much are the Dawson Extended Base Pads? $18 a piece. Mm. Uh, mm. Counterintuitive when you paid what you paid for the gun, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I might just uh, I might just get some wheel weights. <laughs> uh. Sorry. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's... I've got it. Yeah. I'm waiting to see the Bubba pictures now. <laughs> well, it's not as bad. Like <laughs> I was, I was reading on CGN, and some people are like, "Well, if you do this, then you'll, you'll, the warranty's no good." It's like, man, like for my my Browning A5 came out of the bag and was hit with a grinder immediately. So I don't, I'm not the guy to, to you know, worry about warranties, especially on a Norinco pistol. I mean, if if I bought a pistol for real money and it wasn't. Uh, uh, it wasn't a Norinco, and it was finished like this. I would return it. I would say sorry. Uh, I think you sent me the wrong pistol. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to worry about that stuff. Um, so it's got the the new magwell on there, uh, ten round mags, and I have I have a, a fusion firearms trigger. This isn't going to actually impact the trigger pull that much. The the trigger pull is mostly based on the sear and sear spring and that kind of thing. But uh, it looks nicer, and it's twenty bucks. So you know, why not? <laughs> So I got that uh, Fusion Firearms. It's I think it's called a K-hole trigger. So rather than the three <laughs> holes, they're kind of like these little uh, triangle kind of things in there. So yeah, I think uh, I think that'll be good. There's a couple of like things on this gun where it was like, oh my god, the, the extended uh, magazine release is like a really uh, crappily made thing that's screwed into the uh, uh, into the actual magazine release button, uh, but it works. It just, but that's all that matters is that your magazine release is threaded. You can throw on whatever you want. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It works. I don't I'd like, again, this isn't going to be a pistol for looks. There's, there are no mods. I'm, well, I guess I just said I'm going to do it for the trigger, didn't I? Hmm. Yeah. No, no. I mean, but you're right. Like, <laughs> this for, look, I've got an $1,800 STI Trojan, and I could care less what it looks like because it's an IPSC pistol. It gets tossed around for table starts. It's in a Kydex holster. The finish is all worn off. The finish was crap to begin mm -hmm. with. Anyway. Yeah. yeah but there's no, I was, it's like, I'm not going to get it refinished because it's a tool. Like it's an IPSC pistol. It's meant to get beat up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm, and I'm, I am going to beat this pistol up. Uh, and shoot it you know the interesting thing that <laughs> we're talking about that glock and like trying to add weight to it and like this thing is just right out of the box like super heavy so it should uh the recoil on it should be very manageable and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got a I, i've got a nine pound recoil spring in mine adriel i don't really? know i don't know what these yeah. come with from the factory but they're very light like just dude dude get a get a there. set of wolf nine pound i get a nine pound wolf spring set What's what's factory on these for for a nine well, mil? Chinese, I don't know, man. Fourteen <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> but just 14. drop a set of gamer springs in it. 
Yeah. Drop, uh, change, change your mainspring. Your mainspring's probably 15. Drop that down to a 12 and go nine pound recoil. The nine pound wolf recoil spring also comes with a new firing pin spring. Pick up a wolf, uh, 12 pound. Oh, I got, spring. I got some springs. I got, what is this? Uh, guy I shoot three gun with is like, Hey, I saw your post on CGN. Here's some, uh, Wilson combat stuff. So he gave me a Wilson combat spring kit set. Now that's for a nine, uh, like a 45, 19, So I couldn't use the <laughs> recoil spring out of there, but, uh, I used yeah. everything else. And, uh, the, uh, it did come with the sear spring on there. So yeah, yeah. A lot of it was, uh, a lot of it was better. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I really want to put some wear into it. So I think trying to test like trigger weight with a, a trigger that just hasn't had any wear through it uh, just isn't fair. So I want to put you know a few hundred rounds through it this weekend and uh, and see where I end up after that. But uh, interesting so far, anyways. Uh, I think I think that's send it. Send me send me your hammer, your disconnector, and your sear. Put them in the mail. Send them to me. Do you have a jig to cut them to no, the right angle? Cap- Captain Andy does, and he does amazing oh. work. He does mine. He does Lorette's. He does Stevens. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this can be done. All right. Do I need and to? And I'll return it with a brand new set of Wolf Springs for you. Ah, do I need to like? I need to like send some virtual uh, beer in the mail or something like that. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> virtual awesome. beer virtual beer yes anyways that's uh that's uh what is up to you this uh this week all right adriel thanks for that so why don't we do upcoming events <laughs> why don't we talk about the young guns pumpkin shoot which is going to be on saturday october 28th at 10 a.m in the civil flats in calgary alberta I think you can go into their Facebook group there and and look at that, or you can actually go on uh, their website too. We've been talking about it forever in two days, so have we really? Yeah. Well, remember, it's the one that there was the turkey shoot, there was the Easter Bunny shoot, and then then now it's oh, yeah, okay. the, the, now it's the pumpkin shoot. So the one uh, complete lack of detail, so it came from Jason Phil. That is correct. Right. So you just Jason I guess Phil. you just Google Sybil Flats, Calgary, Alberta. Pumpkin shoot? Sure. It's for okay. the kids. All right. Mm-hmm. Would you want to talk about Project Maple Seed or you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Project Maple Seed <laughs> and you talk about SummerSlam. How is that? No. All right. No. no. We are going to have a shoot on November 4th and 5th. It's going to be in Kingston, Ontario at the Frontenac uh, Rifle and Pistol Club. If you are interested, we still have spots available. So go to mapleseedruffleman.com and go to the events page and go in there and sign up for it. So it is, it's going to be fun. We're, we're almost full though. So if you do want to actually go and shoot that, get in there quickly. Cause uh, well, one reason it's cause it's next week, but the other reason is cause it is filling up. Do it. Well, I don't yeah. like anything. Like I hate everything. And I loved, I loved my maple seed experience. Did you? I'm did. so happy you did. And you didn't did. rage quit, so it was good. I didn't, because I had instruction and patient, tolerant, understanding instructors. <laughs> yes. Now yes, you know did. what it's like to work with special education students in the uh, public school system. You've well, had me. Yeah, I know. I, I, or to work with criminals. I was just going to say, I work with criminals. <laughs> and I also work with criminals who have mental illnesses as well. So, you know what? <laughs> uh, and do yeah. they rage quit? 
Some of them do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lacking coping skills. Um, and my second maple seed patch arrived. So thank you to oh, whoever good. mailed that out, if it was Rick yeah. or I'm not sure. But yeah, so I, I'm wearing a maple seed patch on the front of my uh, X-Metal Targets hat. And then That's I've awesome. Got, yeah, and then I've got um, the other one on my wall of patches with all my other patches. Excellent. Yeah, I wear it around, so just hoping someone will say, what's someone that patch for? And then I'll seven-step them. Awesome. Yeah. You do know that we still need to actually make one that's going to be down in your neck of the woods. Yeah, maybe, I haven't. I maybe heard you you're talk about, in the charity shoot. No, not going to happen. Oh. Charity shoots on Saturday, and the trap guys no. have trap at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I'm talking about, like, days before. Like, during the week? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, because people work and stuff, I guess. Maybe that's why not. Hello. They can take a day off to come to one. We're that popular. Actually, it'd be July 7th, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about the charity shoot this episode. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. you why know what? We? we could have a maple seed on Friday. We could. Yeah. Or even Thursday. And then set up on Friday. We could. For the charity shoot. All right, carry on. Okay. Why don't you talk about bonus... Uh, not alone, and then I'll talk about the charity sh or the charity shoot, and then you can do SummerSlam. All right. Uh, other way around. You talk about bonus not alone, then I'll take the next two. All right. Fine. So we are doing a bonus not alone. He is Richard Bone, who is a CCFR. Dick Bone. Yeah, see? Dick Bone. Uh, he is a CCFR field officer. Uh, he currently is battling cancer right now, and he and has winning. And yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, because he's a tough bastard. He is. He's been battling cancer since. Well, since cancer. Like yeah, he's, he's been. Yeah. He's been. Yeah. He has more staples in him than he'll set off. Anyways, so Dick Bone has been battling cancer. So we decided to show him that he's not alone. Bone is not alone is what we came up with. Uh, what you can get is you can get uh, prizes by SFRC, the Calgary Shooting Center, and Matador Arms as well. You have a BL, BCL 102 rifle from uh, from uh, SFRC. SFRC. Yeah. yeah, and Calgary Shooting Center is uh, donating a pistol. It's the SD9BE. Uh, it's a 9mm. And we also have uh, Matador Arms. It's uh, the SKS Sabertooth uh, chassis. So the tickets are $5 each or 5 for $20. And what you do is you email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com and basically you send an EMT. Can you please use the password on the EMT? Is bone is not alone, all one word and lowercase. Please, which please. is on top. <laughs> Adriel's yeah. processing these EMTs and I think he's pulling his hair out because everybody's got these really cool passwords and it's like if you don't know if you can't <laughs> figure it out because you weren't that clever then Adriel's got to email you and listen I look uh, SummerSlam registration form tells you right on the bottom send your EMT here make the password summer holy Christ people just just please follow the instructions <laughs> And email people. I don't know what your cat's name is. I don't care. <laughs> but you know what? I love the fact that these guys are getting creative with their answers. Like, yeah, you know, you get creative. I don't know. Write a haiku. Just make the password bonus not alone, please. Yes. But <sighs> hey, hmm. um, I don't know what we're at now because I don't. 
We're over realize. three grand. Oh, I know that we're over three grand. I think we're actually over four. So, which is amazing. It is yeah. amazing. It's just, it, it just, it's exactly what I thought the community would do. I knew they would respond in droves like this. Uh, Slam fire, CCFR puts up the call and the community steps up and they stepped up in a big way. And Richard deserves it. He's an awesome guy and you can win some awesome prizes. So if you haven't already got your tickets, please five bucks a ticket or five right. for 20. And it's one person that's getting all of this. People yeah. are saying, you know, you know, I'll, I'll you win one the for whole what. thing. You win everything. Yeah. You you get that VCL 102, which is non-restricted semi-automatic version of the AR-10. You get a Smith and Wesson SDE SD9VE, and you get a Matador Arms SKS Sabertooth chassis, which means if you don't already have an SKS, now you have an excuse to buy one. Not at Canadian Tire, though. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I had to say it. Yeah, well, let's not go down that. Go. Oh, man, this actually had me. Um, they're downstairs. If you want to bring me one, I actually. <sighs> hi, Christina. Are we going to talk? Uh, Kelly says hi, Christina. Hello. She says hi. Um, at some point, we should talk about the conspiracy theorists. Oh, I want to call them dipshits, <laughs> but I probably shouldn't. Um, so Canadian Tire, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Go button smashed. So whoop de doo Canadian Tire all of a sudden is not selling the SKS. Well, the sky is falling. The RCMP is coming for my guns. Oh, my God. The, RC, the Canadian Tire has some insider information. The RCMP is going to ban the SKS, and that's why they're not selling them anymore. Listen, numpties. There have been guns used in Canadian crimes and mass shootings forever, and I looked them up. I have a list of all the guns used in all the mass shootings in Canada going back to the 50s. None of those guns have ever been banned or prohibited. They're all still readily available. Why would they suddenly go after the SKS? I know they hate it. I know it's used in crimes every day. But just because some retailer decides they're not... You know what Denis did? As soon as Denis found out that Canadian Tire wasn't selling SKSs anymore, he brought in Bye. like a dozen. Yeah. And he's got some super great ones that are really nice too. They're all original and still have the original <laughs> blueing and, and uh, laminate stocks. I think I need another one. But anyway, stop it. Stop spreading this gibberish and propaganda. The sky is falling. Oh my God, who cares if Canadian Tire is not selling them? A thousand other places in Canada still is selling them. Right. Go to go to <sighs> your go to Denis. Go to Denis. He will ship. Yeah, S super grades and Chinese SFRC also and has them. Of course they do. They have a ton of them. You should see them. It's I know, because they're still readily available. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> I didn't mean to make the joke, but I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they said it. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, you listeners. you set me up, didn't you? I did. Poke actually. the bear. I did. All right, why don't you talk about the 8th Annual Podcaster Cherry Shoot? All right, don't expect much. <laughs> That's the, I'll start with that. The 8th Annual Podcast Network Cherry Shoot will take place at the Rescue's Gun Club on July 7th, uh, which is located in Balmoral, New Brunswick. The shooting events will be a mini steel challenge, and it's not going to be made up steel challenge. With It's going to be legit. Go to steelchallenge.com, USPSA steel challenge, so you know what to expect. There are six official steel challenge stages. The club is purchasing an entire set of X-Mental Target cool. steel challenge targets. Um, that we will use in our annual Ronnie DeGroote Memorial Steel Challenge. So there's the rectangular plates, the two different size circles, and um, 
what we're going to do for the charity shoot is we will set up four of the official steel challenge stages. I'll pick the four that require no movement and you can shoot it with a pistol with iron sights or open or 22 rifle. There will also be a round of trap and 22 silhouette. So we'll all start in the back of the range. We'll shoot the steel challenge. Then we'll gravitate to the front of the range. One group will shoot the trap shoot while the other group shoots the 22 silhouette. And just like pre years previous, only thing will be different is this year we're going to shoot a steel challenge, not uh, an not Ipsic Ipsic. match. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. Seriously. I want to do it. I've never saw a shield challenge, so. Hmm. That's going to be exciting. And maybe we'll have, like, a maple seed on the Thursday or the, you know. Just saying. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, that's a great idea. Someone then, is uh, drunk and bothering me. Go downstairs, drunkie. Are you talking about the kitty cats? Oh, you want to get on the show? You want to read something? Yeah. All right, come on up. You can tell us about SummerSlam. She's hovering over my mic, Kelly. I got no choice. All right. All right, tell us about SummerSlam here. What, what you want to read so bad you don't even know what you're reading? Right there. What? There you go. <laughs> Hi, Christina. Hello. Hello. SummerSlam is August 4th and 5th, 2018. Registration is almost full. Um, for more information, go to www.restingshgunclub.com. Oh. I like how you put that extra um in there for nothing. You you like you should try over the show. I was gonna say she's hired. Yeah, she's hired. She 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 messed it up just like a true slam fire host. Um, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get her to put that much energy into the intro and outro of uh, Action Shooting Radio though. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. That took twenty eight takes. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Um, yeah. So when I say registration for SummerSlam is almost full, there's only sixteen spots left. We opened up. We have 140 in total in the main match. Yeah. Uh, we opened up registration on August 16th. Mm. Yeah. What? No, you yeah. didn't. August yes, 16th? Did. You You opened registration on August 16th? Yep. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, like... Oh, sorry. Time? October. Yeah. October. Didn't Thank we you, open it the same day as we did? We announced bonus not alone and you're yes. like going crazy. Thank <laughs> yes, you. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 16 stages, 300 rounds, um, 150 bucks. So if you're, if you, by the time you hear this, it may be too late. All right, let's jump on to the news. No, no, no. We can't, we can't go to the news. You're no. not one. You're not the host. Right. You're not. You're not the lead. Yeah. The other thing is, who's who's like going to cater this? Smoke on the water catering. Yeah, smoke on the water is only doing the range food. Yeah. Um, the original caterer for the banquet, uh, I don't even know what his name is, but the guy got outvoted. Smoke on the water is not doing the banquet. The other guy is. Oh, okay. His name is Henry. Sells Henry. Pork. Yeah. Sells pork. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. really excited about it. Anyway, no, Thank I did. Thank for listening this week because <laughs> he's a caterer who has a full service. Like he shows up with his own serving staff and his own, um, you know, flatware and all that stuff and tablecloths and so smoking oh. the water is uh, just getting started in the catering business and they can't offer all of the amenities that uh, that he can. So I got to okay. vote it. 
Yeah, but smoke on the water is freaking awesome. Yeah, and uh, we're changing up the layout of the range this year. We're putting uh, experimental targets back in the bay they were in in the beginning, which is in the right smack dab in the center of the range. Excuse me. And by having them back in the center of the range, they get a lot more traffic. Uh, the shooters can can see the products as they're walking around. And we're going to actually set smoke in the water up in our stats building right next to them. And there's okay. windows yep. windows that you normally shoot out of. Yep. That's going to be the line up, pay at this window, and then get your food at the next at window the other, like McDonald's. Window. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Can you actually try and arrange for them to be there on the charity shoot as well? I'm just they saying. will absolutely be there on the charity shoot. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna do the steel challenge, the charity shoot, summer slam. Um, they might not come back to the three gun. I don't know. They didn't get as much people last year as I had hoped. But yeah. I went home with a huge piece of brisket, so it's win 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 for me. But uh, yeah, no, they'll definitely do the charity shoot. Okay. I've already given them all those dates, so. So, yeah, charity shoot. Um, let's actually talk about that for a second. I don't have the manpower or the time to put on the show that you guys put on or that modern, not modern riflemen, um, the Canadian Patriot Podcast and yep. International Liberty of Death. I don't have the manpower. You guys would love to help, but you're a long ways away. Yep. Uh, you might help with sponsorship. I don't know. But yes, we are going to. Good. So we need sponsors. I don't even... I can't even run my own sponsorship program for SummerSlam and no one in my club will step up and do it. It's at the point where I'm hiring the guy who did the sponsorship for the nationals in Halifax two years ago. I'm trying to hire him or we're ironing out the details. That's how pressed for time I have. I can't do sponsorship for SummerSlam. I sure can't do it for the charity shoot. So don't expect the full show at this year's charity shoot. You're going to show up, you're going to eat good food, you're going to raise money for charity and yep. you're going to shoot a lot. There's not going to be a big prize table. There's not going to hey, be t-shirts. There's hey, not going to, you know. Hey. Yes. It's me and Jay Hines that are doing the sponsorship. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. We're going to get your stuff. Don't worry. Uh, all right. All right. Jay, yes. are you listening? Because <laughs> it's all falling on you. <laughs> all right. So there you go. If there's a prize table, Jay and Kelly are. are... To blame? Well, no. I said if there's a prize table, <laughs> you guys are responsible for it. So. To blame? No, not to blame. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Why don't we go and do what's in the news? Because, well, is Adriel back yet? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. So I read these. Um, there's some drama. There is a lot of drama. Some drama in the gun industry over the M&M Industries M10X DMR. So right. what this is, if you've been living under a rock, is a non-restricted I'm almost willing to call it an AK clone. It's, it does look like an AK. It looks kind like of, a. It, it's it's, it's a, not the It's like a, it's like an AK slash AR-15 baby. It's nothing like an AR-15. It's well, piston. Kind of. It's well, yeah. Reciprocating charging handle. It's AK mag. It's seven point sixty by thirty nine. Yeah, just like an AR. You're right. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it looks like. Are you? Go ahead. Dig yourself deeper. <laughs> you just growled. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it looks like an AK, yes, mm -hmm. but it also looks a little bit like an AR. It's all black. It's got the. the anyways, <sighs> just go. Okay, so anyway, this gun that looks nothing like an AR um, is all right. Fine. <laughs> so, 
I guess the drama has to do with who imported it, and yes. um, then they're, they're fighting over exclusive rights. So here's a post from Canada Ammo that says, it's, this is posted on CGN. It says, M10X announcement, black rifle tax. And I quote, yes, we imported the M10X and submitted it to the RCMP. Yes, we got it non-restricted status. Yes, we had an exclusive distribute. We had an exclusive distributor arrangement with M&M. No, we will not charge Canadian consumers double the U.S. MSRP for two inches a barrel. We are committed to everyday low pricing. A longer barrel does not cost more money. You'll have to get it somewhere from. You'll have to get it from other retailers. We already charge our customers sales tax. We think that's enough tax. Canada Ammo. Right. Which is kind of awesome. Well, all right. So what else do you know about the story? Because I see Juan Stalls is in on this fight right. now. And North Silva. Yeah. All right. You can get it. You can get it a couple of different places. And it was so. Yeah. North Silva has it listed uh, with an MSRP of 2000 bucks. Right. So, so what's the deal? Is is Canada Ammo pissed because they were supposed to be exclusive, and North Silva now has it, and Wanstalls now has it? Is that what's going on? I think that they're upset about the fact that they were going to have to charge so much more for it, and I think it's been released to everybody else. I'm not sure if they gave right. it to everybody. I don't Wanstall, know. Well, Wanstalls has got a, a post here too, explaining their take on it. Oh, so. Drama in the, the drama in the gun world that never happens. Oh, the Canadian firearms industry is cutthroat business. There's not a whole lot of market share, no, there and they're fighting for it hard. So, um, it's uh, not a two thousand dollar rifle. It's no. not. It's a thousand dollar rifle. Yeah. But people even, want it. Even that. Uh, people want anything that's black and non restricted in Canada. Yep. Uh, and this, I mean, I want one. I don't want. I don't want one two thousand dollars bad. I'll keep saving my money and get something from Alberta Tactical that's one hundred percent Canadian made and non restricted, in a caliber that makes more sense for New Brunswick's silly hunting laws. Yeah, you do have to deal with that. So. Yep. Yep. So, if you do want that rifle, it is available at a few different places, um, but you are not going to. Yeah. I'm just saying that it is available in a few different places, but there's some places that are just not going to carry it. Yeah, I don't even think it's in Canada yet, so. No, no, it's not. No, no, it's not. Um, And then Ginger Snaps sent in a news story. Yes. And it says, RCMP employee blows whistle on lead contamination risk from firing range. Uh Uh-huh. They knew it was dangerous. Oh, stupid website. Hold on. They knew it was dangerous. They didn't tell anyone, says employee who worked with files stored near the range. Um, I don't even think this woman's bothered to have her lead tested. I'm reading the story here, and I think she's just stirring crap and wants to get out of work. Because there's nothing here about... um, 
I didn't find out until August 2015. She had been working there since 1997. She didn't find out that that lead was dangerous till 2015. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. there's not a whole lot of facts. There's quotes from experts and some statistics, but no one's sick as far as I can tell. And I don't think this woman is sick, and I don't even think she had her lead tested. Like, what what whistleblowing? You, you didn't know lead was dangerous? Hmm. She's talking about. Uh, she's talking about being near the D division headquarters in Winnipeg's Portage Avenue. Yeah, uh, I think Exposure. it was near near a firing range. Yep. RCMP employee employee Bonnie Muth fears dust that covered a room where her files were stored was contaminated with lead from nearby firing range and may have affected her health may have affected her health. Well, what's wrong with you, Bonnie? And have you proven that it's linked to lead? I don't This doesn't sit well. Yeah. I think it's somebody just trying to be a whiner. Well, well the it's, reality... it's so hard to ahead, tell what... Uh, it's so hard to tell with lead, right? Is it... Uh, is it lead exposure from uh, from dust? Do you like? Has she even gotten tests? Yeah, yeah. I don't see anything in the story that says that she has a specific illness, or that it's as a result of lead. Right. Um, well, the, well, the reality is, people lead know that lead's bad. That's why it's been removed from you know paint. It's mm -hmm. no longer in homes. Why it's being removed? And if you're at a firing range, yeah, there is lead in the air. And it's common knowledge. It's actually, we tell our staff, you know what, if you go out to the range, you need to wear clothes and have that washed. So. And good on you guys. Yeah. It's part of, you know, just informing our staff. But, anyways, poor Bonnie, though, if she really does have lead poisoning or whatever, I'm sure that, you know, she went and got her blood tested. I don't know. Are you sure? I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't know. Then why why would she bring it up? She she bringing it up because they cleaned the place up and she's like, "What? You let me work here and it was dirty? Why didn't you tell me?" That's oh why God. she's bringing it up. Come to work in prison. Want to be dirty? <laughs> yeah, there's a little Hep C crawling everywhere. No, thank you. Pucasso's everywhere. It's like, come on. All right, let's get on to our main topic. All right, listeners, it's our Halloween special. I'm excited because most of you know Halloween's my birthday. It's my favorite holiday of the year. And it's always a good opportunity to have a monster-themed show, which could be a metaphor for something else. We're going to talk about monster defense. And who better to talk about monster defense with us than the Mad Ogre himself, George Hill. George, welcome back to the show, brother. It's been a little while, but it's a pleasure and a privilege. It has been a little while, and we've both had some changes since you were on last. I've since turned from a 1911 hater to a 1911 three-times-over owner. And, uh, yeah, so... That's, yes, that's the thing about the 1911. Once it gets you, it gets you good. Gets you, gets you good, yeah. <laughs> and and, I guess, and it's, you know, people grow, right? People people change, people grow, people, it's like, you know, they mature. People mature and they learn and they gain yeah. wisdom and knowledge. Exactly, exactly. So, so for the listeners who don't know you, um, George has been in the firearms industry in a multitude of capacities for many, many years. He's done some law enforcement work. He's done some instructing. He's worked with uh, the gun doc. Uh, George and I trained at MAG-40 together in Utah back in 2012. Uh, and, but what some people may not know is George is also an accomplished author, 
and is part of a book series called Uprising. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Uprising series, George, and then we'll get into uh, well how we slay monsters, of course, and what oh, we should yeah. use for that job. Well, the Uprising saga started out with a firearms forum uh, thread where uh, the question is, what would you do if zombies were real? And what if the zombie apocalypse starting, you know, started to happen? What would you actually do? And it kind of grew and snowballed there. And now there's three books on Amazon. One of them's on Audible. And uh, there's... Finally, you know, I can read a book. Yeah. It's on Audible. Yes, there's a few pictures, though. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it's okay if somebody reads it to you. Well, Audible will read yeah. it to me. So it's uh, it's fun, and it takes a little bit different tack because everybody knows The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and everybody everybody knows that the the characters in The Walking Dead are stupid and make poor decisions and can't shoot, <laughs> and often have rifles without rear sights or if or any them. yeah. It, yeah, it's just terrible. Well, I mean, remember the first episode of Walking Dead? He <laughs> sees the zombies. He comes out of the hospital. He sees the horror and chaos and the uh, depopulation that's gone on. He cuts through that fence and he goes up that hill and he sees all this military equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Which he and leaves what is, behind. He leaves behind so he can walk all the way home in his bathrobe <laughs> so he can find his little revolver. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just killing me. That was just yeah. killing me, you know, because I could see maybe Michael Kupari uh, doing that. But uh, me, I would be like, uh, I'm grabbing this uh, equipment, making use of it, and uh, we're going to take back the town. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what Uprising is all about. Common sense zombie defense. Absolutely. So we have I, we have a lot of fun with it, and uh, uh, it was good fun for a long time, and there's still the possibility of two more books that I'm going to write, uh, Uprising Russia, because right now it's Uprising USA, Uprising UK, and Uprising Italia, which was a book written by my brother, my late brother, Zachary. Um, now, Uprising Russia and Uprising China would be the completion of that series. But uh, anyway, good fun, and uh, uh, Gun Nuts have all liked and enjoyed the books, those who have read it. Awesome. So, um, so you basically you're an expert then. I am a uh, self self described enthusiast. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you're as close to an expert as we can get for this topic. So, um, why don't we get into it? Why don't we talk about um, you know it's Halloween. It's not just about zombies. Every other day of the year, it's just about zombies. But Halloween, we can pay homage to the lesser known monsters or the lesser appreciated monsters these days, such as vampires, werewolves, mummies, any other creatures of the night that we may have to dispatch? Uh, well, you know, um, Hillary Clinton reminds me of witches. So witches! The, they, the yes, witch right. situation. The witch situation, yeah. So water gun. Because uh, witches water gun, get wet, so super they, soaker? Well, certain witches don't like water, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, no, uh, see, it, it really comes down to silver. Silver is a very good uh, anti-evil element. So uh, evil has an aversion to silver because of the purity of silver. Um, and probably Larry Korea could explain why uh, more better. But uh, 
uh, you know, silver silver bullets have been uh, proven, especially when you use a lot of them. And I know you're a fan of shotguns. You love the shotgun. You uh, you teach the shotgun. Um, we, you and I have differed on the practicality of shotgun in in self defense situations. But um, what do you think of a shotgun for vampires, where the buckshot is not lead, it's silver balls. Is that kind of effective? Well, it is. Or, van- um, or for, for vampires, rather, um, werewolves. Werewolves well, need silver bullets. Or could you do both? You can do both. You can absolutely do both. Um, uh, now, buckshot is really good. And really, uh, what you're doing is you're kind of uh, rolling back their defensive because they can only heal so much because they've only stored so much energy. Okay. So uh, without feeding and refreshing those batteries. Uh, so you can uh, do that and uh, the, see the stakes and anything that is embedded will help prevent healing from happening. So, uh, you know, when faced with evil, and this pretty much goes for most everything, attack it hard, attack it heavy, and keep attacking it until it stops moving. And then attack it some more for good measure. And and then uh, splice and dice and dissect as, as needed, and then burn everything. That, that, that <laughs> yes. works for everything. Ultimately, in the end, everything must burn. That's true. Um, so again, coming back to the shotgun. So I was thinking, if you reloaded, you mm-hmm. could do two and one. You could really because if you try and put a wooden stake inside a shotgun shell, we know that it's going to be too light. It's going to lose. It won't. It's just not going to be. It's not going to carry. It doesn't have any mass to be effective. To have terminal ballistics, but what if, what if you took your hardwood stakes that fit inside a shotgun hull, and then hollowed out the back and filled the back with with uh, silver? Now you've got a two-in-one option. You've got weight, so it's going to fly. It's going to be effective. It's going to penetrate. It'll penetrate vampires. There's your wooden stake for the vampires. But you can use the same ammo on werewolves. The wooden stake will go through and embed the silver bullet inside the werewolf's chest. One ammo. Mm-hmm. Two animals, and I mean it's going to get expensive. But if you want to shoot mummies and zombies in the head, this I think I've come up with it. I think I've de- I think I've invented the perfect monster projectile. Well, let's simplify that and uh, just take that wooden sharpened wooden stake uh-huh. and just dip just dip it in silver. Oh, just dip it. In uh, silver. There but, you go. Well, hmm. There Does you go. It would have to be exposed to kill the vampire though. No, no. no. Okay. No. All right. It sounds well, very expensive. Like, where do you get, even get silver around these days? How much silver do you guys have in your houses? Well, I'm sure the scrap price of silver is, you know, you buy it when it's low. Yep. Hmm. So you really yeah, got to okay. prep for this. This isn't like, this isn't something you just start doing. Well, well, what you need to do is you need to, yeah, of course you need to prep. You have to have your uh, kit. You know, yeah. you've got your basic uh, uh, zombie kit. You've got your basic uh, STF uh, kit, you know, for your AR-15, you got your certain vests. You also have to have your kit for, uh, uh, you know, your vampire hunting kit, your zombie kit. Haven't you guys ever seen Supernatural? My goodness. Yep. Uh, do, do they not have go. that up yep. in Canada? Kelly's yep. a fan. Yeah, we have yep. TV. <laughs> we got it in 1982. Hi, hi guys. Of course Love I'm it. a fan. <laughs> yeah. So, see, the Winchester Boys uh, really is... Uh, it's a service that they do documenting, uh, making historical documents of their uh, uh, of their deeds because it's a how-to manual. 
Oh. So, yeah, so Supernatural gets a lot of it right. The monsters are incorrect in a lot of things, but mm-hmm. how they deal with them is they've done it very well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right, we, co- we covered the shotgun. Now, see, now one thing, Trevor, I know we've disagreed about the shotguns, but we've also in the past disagreed about the 1911. So I am uh-huh. predicting uh, next year uh, you're going to have like two or three shotguns that are be- that have become your favorites. Well, I mean, I have a wall of shotguns. I do. And the only uh, be you know the only beef I have against them, and remember it's a Canadian thing. Uh, I'm I'm subject to Canadian law. All right. So mm-hmm. if I need to if I need something fast, it's got to be mag fed and it's got to be non restricted because it doesn't have that additional trigger lock on it. So I've got to got I've got to grab something that is, um, let's for our, something that you're familiar with. Let's say I have a Robinson Armaments XCR. Right, uh, okay. in, in Canada, I can have that in a gun safe with mm-hmm. uh, a mag in there and no trigger lock. So I'm I'm spitting out these little five five six, two two four diameter projectiles at high mm-hmm. rates of speed, and I have uh, at most ten if I'm using a Beowulf mag, maybe twelve, but with all the gray area. Both anyway, so the shotgun is just too slow to load. I can't mm. keep it loaded. And in some jurisdictions in the United States, you can't keep it loaded either. So, and then let's say so, I could keep it loaded. So, so basically, you're saying is Canada is like New Jersey, or California, a um, little bit like New York. Actually, you know what? We're better than New York, and we're better in California in some ways. But okay, let's say for argument's sake, it doesn't <laughs> matter where you are, you can keep a shotgun loaded. What happens when you fired those nine rounds? If it's a pump with a tube. You've got to well, reload mo- it like one it, at a time. In most situations, the situation has been resolved. It's over, and it's all about now, you know, cleanup, mm. uh, burning. It's, yes, burning the, everything. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, the cutting and the burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, the trick to uh, the shotgun, just like with the tactical lever action, it's all about keeping it fed. So you know, you you shoot and you reload as you shoot. So. Uh, keep the magazine topped off as well as as best as you can. If you're not killing, you're filling. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had one of those AK shotguns that was mag fed, such solved. as a Sayega, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, problem solved. So, are you saying your your shotgun is your go to monster slayer? <laughs> um, actually, it is. Yeah, very much really? so. Yes, because it gives me some versatility. Uh, I can clear rooms. It's great for the you know multiple small uh, kind of monsters. You know, you got the little packs of goblins running around. Uh, you know, bigger things such as uh, some chupacabras. Uh, you just change up your loads, and then if you got something really big, uh, then you can go to the slugs. And, you and you know, yeah, shell carrier. Like Always on the sides. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a big advocate of the side saddle and I've studied up pros and cons of both. I've tried both, you What's know, with is there a con to it? There's actually a con to the side saddle? Well, some tactical instructors say that it makes the gun too heavy. Oh, and, no, no, stop. And, and, well, um, I know, I know. And I'm I'm thinking, eat a can of spinach, you wussy sailor. <laughs> it's six rounds on the side of the gun. It's already like a eight to nine pound nine to ten pound gun it is so oh it's God. like what's the difference totally what's the difference so i like having them on the side uh and i don't like bandoliers i don't like the 
the shotgun's held on the sling because, and also now you've got the swinging mass that's going to pull your muzzle off target. It makes it difficult. I like a bulk pouch. So on my shotgun tactical vest, I will have, I have my two pouches, one on each side, uh, where normally say AR 15 mags would be, uh, strewn festooned across your chest. Um, I've got two big pouches and, uh, they've got kind of, uh, elastic lips so I can open up the flap to access them, reach in and nothing's going to spill out. Cause I got those like Alaska elastic lips. Uh, so I can grab a handful, you know, three or four shells at a time and then, and I can load them at my leisure as I go. So you're grabbing pou- the gun and the vest and the vest has, has my pouches on it with ammo ready to go. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mine are all flung up. I got I got front and rear sling mounts on both of mine that I can either go single point or two point. Mm-hmm. And you're not liking the sling on the shotgun? Um, some well, I I do, I do, uh, but most shotguns are are in static defense situations. Uh, uh, now, if you have a gun like a truck gun, a shotgun in a truck gun position, uh, or your uh, you know, you're basically your expeditionary kit. That's where you have your vest. And of course, you have ammo on your side saddle as well. But just a, a like an office shotgun in your office, home defense situation, or any static defense situation, you don't need a sling. So why put one on there? Um, and if you're in any situation where you're going to transition to uh, a sidearm, just uh, go ahead and drop the gun and use both hands on your, your sidearm. Uh, because if you run the shotgun empty, it's no longer of use. Go ahead and drop it. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those tactical things. If you can reload, great. If not, transition. Um, the Met T dictates. You know, mission, enemy, train, and time uh, always uh, always is the master. So, uh, if, you know, if you're going to be uh, tromping through the woods, absolutely sling. Uh, but just don't put your uh, uh, shells on the sling. Don't have one of those slings no. that carry the no, shells. No, 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 no. Those are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, for the yeah. guys that read the Bud K catalog, and exactly, yeah. So why wouldn't hmm. you uh, why wouldn't you run an AR uh, if you're gonna like run a, a rig or something? Why wouldn't you just get an AR to uh, because you could you could have so many magazines on a chest rig for one of those things and reloading mm-hmm. like you don't need to worry about transitioning because that thing they right. they reload quick, reload as fast as a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever hunted dangerous game? I. Uh, only black bears. Black bears. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you could kind of call it a dangerous game, but mostly they just want your picnic basket. Uh, but <laughs> real dangerous. Who wouldn't want to try and wrestle one? No. <laughs> no, not really. And they do maul a lot of people. Uh, they kill fewer people, though, but they do maul a lot of people. Mm. Um, uh, and they are dangerous, but uh, uh, you know, I'm talking like real dangerous game, like uh, scoffing deer. at black bears. I no, mean, like, deer, real dangerous game really for a lot. <laughs> like, like T-Rexes. Come on, dude. <laughs> Not black bears. Real dangerous well, game. you know, cougar, things like that. Um, I've hunted cougars. Never mm-hmm. in the woods, but... Well, anything that's going to come at you, <laughs> attack you, and devour you... Yeah, you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a cougar. Um, especially, you know, redheads and, you know... Chicks named friends. Sherry. <laughs> Well, those things you can't mess around with. And uh, 556, 223, 
um, they don't have a lot of stopping power. You know, if you read the book uh, Black Hawk Down, yeah, um, not just the movie, but read the book. It talks about how uh, the Somalis they they would shoot a Somali like three or four times just to get his attention. And I know you can get different ammo and, you know, Hornady tap and you can get some stuff that's more effective. But 99% of us, what do we have? We have bulk 55 bulk ball. Exactly. And in nine times out of 10, that's what nine out of 10 of your magazines are loaded with. Um, Not a lot of stopping power. Penetration's fine, but you're making holes and the target is not reacting. Shotguns. You hit something with a shotgun, uh, it's reacting immediately. Mm. So you want it for the... That's why you're all about the 45 and the uh, 12 gauge. Look, man, you got a, you got a Zed running at you. And I'm not talking about a, a, a Romero zombie. I mean, mm. forget those sluggish things. You know, the American zombies. I'm talking about the uh, British... War Z zombies. That shit was scary. The, yeah, the British import zombies. They run, they're fast. The 28 Days Later zombies. Yeah. Uh, these no suckers... Fun. No, no, they're not fun at all. You want to stop them now. And there's a lot of them, so spread helps. Uh, They're coming at you quick, so the faster target acquisition, the effect on target, uh, much, much greater. Air 10, then. Well, yeah, you have better penetration, but now you've got a heavier weapon system, uh, heavier recoil. Um, Air 10 recoil and weight compared to 12 gauge recoil and weight, like a trick dot 870. You don't think they're pretty comparable? Well, they are. They are. It's uh, it's it's a certainly a better choice than a uh, an AR 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that again, it depends. You know, mission, enemy, train, and time. If your right. mission is say right. a, a vehicle driver, yeah, you know, a an AR 15 pistol with a, a high capacity mag. Uh, I sure do like the Surefire magazines, the quad stacks. I know some people hate them, uh, but I've never had a problem with them, and they've always run great. Well, if you're running a Crusader gun or a gun that Joe has built or have I built, and you know, because we know how to make an AR-15, right? Uh, they run great on those magazines, and uh, uh, gives you a good capacity. So you know, and anything we're shooting, we're shooting more than once. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and do that dump. Take care of the situation. But no, man, I'm a, I'm a fan of shotguns. I just am. I, I love them, and uh, you know. It fits my uh, my personal style, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Okay, awesome. We only got about five more minutes left, then we got to wrap it up. Is there one platform that you want to focus on, or one monster that you want to focus on more? Like we've covered, the, we had a real good back and forth over uh, magazine-fed rifle versus shotgun. That was that was good. Um, you want to you want to wrap it up with zombies because that's kind of your forte and the different because Adriel's got a question here and I don't know how you're going to feel about it but what what if it's just zombies can we get away with a, a 22 and headshots? You know uh, the thing about the 22s is that they bounce a lot and they can yeah. bounce off a round skull. Um, it sounds like a good idea but really it's an idea put out by guys who have just. You know, not faced a lot of zombies in the past. And, uh, you know, if you're clearing out a horde, you know, trying to shoot for eye sockets, uh, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You need something that's going to be a little bit more reliable on it. Um, so if you step up to 17 HMR, mm. uh, then you have something because 
Hunting HMR is a great penetrator. Does a lot of hydrostatic shock damage to uh, that'll yeah. shatter the brain. And now yeah. we have semi-auto uh, availability. Uh huh. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, and then something maybe like the uh, uh, PMR30, something like that, in 22 mag. That's offering better, uh, you know, better penetration. And it still only, has only yeah. anyone but Caltech made it. I know. I know. <laughs> If Ruger awesome. would just rip off that design like they've had other things. Other you know, things, yeah, make it their own and fix it. Yeah, and make it better and actually produce it in numbers where everybody can get you them. Can get it, want. yeah. Yeah, that would be lovely. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but one platform, one gun platform that uh, people are just not talking a lot about uh, is the new, uh, uh, the CZ Evo, the Scorpion Evo. We've been talking about it. I'm on the fence. What do you think? Like, you liking it? Like you know, in a submachine gun genre type thing? I'm I'm loving it. I'm absolutely really? loving it. Yeah, because you know, with my military experiences, uh, you know, I've played with uh, a lot of them and I've used them yeah. uh, in certain situations. Uh, so that submachine gun platform is great, and everybody talks about the Sig MPX. And I looked at a really cool new Sig MPX, nine millimeter MPX with a four inch barrel. Super cool, eighteen hundred bucks, dude. This this platform never even crossed my mind for monster defense and you're right with the right nine mil ammo in a submachine gun mm-hmm. high cap mags mm-hmm. 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 fast acquisition red dot exactly exactly and uh you can get it with the pistol brace or you know the rifle version but the uh the cz scorpion evo uh, with the side charging handle instead of a AR style T handle, I think it's a super, superior design, and it's about a thousand dollars less than the Sig MPX I looked at recently. Uh, so I take that uh, CZ for eight hundred bucks, get a really nice red dot on there, uh, and a whole bunch of spare mags and ammo. Crap! Now I think I need one, and that would be uh, probably just about ideal. You're right. 147 grain, hydro shock, something or other, you know, like a nice quality, well-engineered projectile mm-hmm. with a lot of speed behind it going, going 11, 1200 feet mm-hmm. per second. And then now here's the important thing. They suppress very well because you don't want to attract other zombies to your area. Uh-huh. Um, so keeping it subtle, keeping it low key. And now you're putting them down with a plum. You're putting them down uh you know all the way out to 200 yards uh sometimes even further if you have a little bit of time to brace and hold your breath right and uh make a a better accurate shot you can really reach out that's surprisingly effective so really the ultimate cz scorpion evo 3 that's the way to go that's my uh that's my sagely advice at this time i agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> amazing uh, i know yes. it doesn't happen often no, it doesn't. So That's when's awesome. the next when's the next time we're gonna go to a uh, Brazilian style grill? Oh can't be soon enough. Oh, no. Yeah. We talked about that tonight. We were discussing on our bonus episode our favorite gun trips and mine was uh Mag forty and I forgot to bring up the uh Rodizio's steakhouse. I actually passed by one one time with the wife and she wouldn't let me go in, can you imagine? Never been so clo- never been so close to divorce. Oh my goodness, she yeah. just doesn't know. No. Now, Adriel and Kelly, have you guys been to a Brazilian grill? Nope. Oh yeah, lots of times. 
Okay, Good. Kelly, you need Kelly, you need to fix that. Yeah. I we do need, need to fix it. Kelly, they, they bring you this thing to your table. It looks like an hourglass. It's shaped like an hourglass. It's painted red on one side and green on the other side. You oh. turn it to green. They keep bringing you meat until you think you're going to have a stroke. Then you flip it to red and they let you have a breather. And he said, and I quote, we will keep bringing you meat all night until the place closes. Mm. We will not stop. And they won't. They keep coming. It's like a zombie horde. They it is. coming. Yep. They, they're persistent. And they got melee weapons. They they stick the skewer right over your shoulder on your plate, and then with one hand, and then over your shoulder, right whipping past your ear is a big knife, and they just start carving slabs of meat off in your plate, and sometimes other like roasted vegetables or something. I don't know. Apparently there was a salad bar. I didn't. George, did you see it? I didn't see it. I didn't pay attention. You to have to get up to, to go to something like that. Like you get right. the meat right at your table. So they, why move? Exactly. Don't be afraid with don't be afraid of the gauchos with the meat swords. It is not some gay porn Highly thing. Trained. No, exactly. They're, they're, they're good at their craft. Yeah. Yeah. They're good <laughs> at pleasing you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, George, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. This was a fun segment for our Halloween special. It's good to have you back. We shouldn't wait two years to do it again. I don't even know if it was it might have been longer. I can't remember. It's been a long time since we had you on. It's way back when I used to hate nineteen eleven, so that's how long ago it was. Oh goodness! Well, yeah. I've got my uh, my Ruger lightweight commander that I just picked up uh, right it. here by me. Nice, lovely gun, lovely gun. It would probably Ruger, do well with zombies. Ruger actually did knock it out of the park with their 1911. There's a lot of value in that gun for the price compared to other 1911s. There really is. I'm being a 1911 guy for a long, long, long time. I can tell you, this is a very nice production grade 1911. You can't go wrong with it. Yep, I agree. All right, guys. Well, yeah, awesome, big man. fun. Big fun. Thanks. I enjoy this stuff. Thanks a lot. Stay in touch, and uh, we should get together again soon. Absolutely. All right. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye bye. Shall we yep. do listener feedback? Yeah, let's get it. All right. So Trevor did put out onto our Facebook page a question about what would you use for monster defense, and we got a couple of responses. Do you want to read about Charlie? Yeah, Charlie says, I would use my Jedi powers and use a lightsaber. I can feel their presence. And my yeah. forty-five for backup. Yeah, I think that you'd probably need the forty-five more than the Force. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Wookiee, Jay Hines, he says, nothing more, and nothing's more angry than a slumbering Wookiee being woken up after a bump in the night. What's even worse is Mrs. Wookie being woken up. All the best, crew. Happy Halloween, Jay. I'm sure that Jilly would be upset but getting waking up. So mm-hmm. I'd stick her on them. Yeah. On the monsters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to? Just, do you want to do Brian? Yep. Have you considered opening a dialogue with the monsters? Many are simply misunderstood. Oh, <laughs> Many just want a sense of belonging. Many just want a hug. Dialogue also enables you to demonstrate to the monster that Matthew McClatchy is a much better choice of victim, so they should attack or eat him first. After that, pick up what's handy and shoot safe, unless it's mat down range. Shoot straight and shoot often. There is not kill like overkill. There's no kill like overkill. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Matthew McClatchy is pretty skinny. I feel like he could They're run not- really fast, so... And they wouldn't be really satisfied with him. No, probably not. Trevor would blow. Trevor would blow out a calf muscle, so he'd be easy prey. Yeah, easier Wait. choice for that. Yeah. Wait. If you got to sacrifice someone. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is run faster than the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. <laughs> did you hear your ears burning or something? <laughs> Change of plans. Okay. What, what did I miss? Nothing. Uh, oh, did I, get, did I get thrown under the bus? No. no. We would not do that. That's funny, because I would. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Change of plans. So, what happened? Uh, I went downstairs, and uh, all the cool people were basically gone who wanted oh. to come up here and hang out. So I was like, all right, I'm going back to the podcast. All right. So <laughs> in other words, the people the that guests. are still there are not cool. Yeah. Hope they don't listen to the show. Um, all right. Anyways. Do you so, want to talk about Tim? Do I want to talk about Tim? Oh, well, do you want to take Tim? Not well. really take Tim. Do you want to read what Tim wrote? <laughs> wow. I'd love to read Tim's email. <laughs> all right. So George and I approve of this answer. It's the Mossberg 590A1 for scattered scattered critters, and it's the same kind of logic that uh, George applied. Um, or a large bore revolver for pumpkin head, 45 ACP Kimber, 4-inch, 1911 for general use, air 15 for zombies. Uh, Again, with the 45 has got low capacity. Yeah, it's got yeah. lots of knockdown power, but it's got low capacity. I'd rather have a double stack 1911. You court her a double stack. Nine. No, a double stack Glock. nine millimeter is what I meant to say. You want a double stack Glock. You want something to actually work when you're shooting zombies. Well, you know, if you get a Glock twenty one with full capacity, you, then you've got eight rounds. Maybe yeah, eight rounds in the mag. Is it how many rounds? Oh, no. just use a Glock seventeen and get seventeen rounds in the mag. Well, thirteen rounds of forty five is good too. Yeah, or seventeen is more of better. Nine. <laughs> 17 better. But the 45 ACP man stopping power. Man Adriel? stopper. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then air 15 for zombies. And yeah, 30 oh, rounds yeah. suppressible. Uh, you go 300 blackout, 30 rounds yeah. suppressible all day in the head. So you could have 25 rounds in a, in, or you, I suppose you could have a drum mag in a 1022. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Bouncing off the head, though. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I think you. Use... How fresh are these zombies, though? Everything's pinned, though. I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? First time I see a zombie horde walking down the street. That pins coming out. The pins are coming out. Yeah, man, capacity will not bother me. That's so. funny. Mm. Was well, funny. It was all right. Don't you zombies know this is Canada? We can only shoot you five at a time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> right. All right. If you would like to email the show and send us what you would like to do as zombies, then you can email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Please don't tell us what you would like to do with zombies. <laughs> That's necrophilia. I'd like to know how you want to dispatch them. <laughs> All right. iTunes reviews. We have. We actually have an iTunes review. Adriel? Day eight. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to read it? Sure. Uh, it's, it's it's short enough. <laughs> from I like it. From Dennis, five stars. Title: Always listening. Review is: Love the podcast. Great hosts. Lots of info. He's succinct. Yes, I like it. Mm-hmm. Succinct. The opposite of me. <laughs> All right. Shout out, Trevor. You have one. Yes, to uh, Luke for taking me hunting last week and buying two of my gun safes. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. Matthew, what about you? 
Oh yeah, Matthew's not here. Adriel? <laughs> no, I'm good this week. Okay, I got a bunch because when we did all these maple seeds, everybody says, hey, you're Kelly from Slamfire Radio. So I thought I'd give everybody a shout out. I know that I'm missing people, but there's Eric, there's Adam Cool. That's his actual name. Cool is his last name. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yes, yes, just, it is. Mm-hmm. yes, uh, it's yes, cool it is. It's Dick Bone, but it's pretty cool. All right. There's Chris H., Giovanni, and Greg. So, And then I know I'm missing other people, too, but I I apologize. But, hey, everybody. I told them I'd give them a shout-out. Hmm. All right. And I did. Uh, Patreonies. So we do have a new Patreoni podcast that uh, was recorded this evening. So you will get that as well. But we have some new ones on board. We have Filthy. Yay! Filthy! And... I'm like filthy. Why? Why dollar seventy seven? He's like I couldn't think of a more obnoxious type number or caliber, so he went with like the pellet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then there's Adam as well. Adam has donated a dollar, and actually every dollar makes a dollar more. Yeah. So thank you. I don't know what else to say. It's time to sign off because I'm getting tired. All right. Because every dollar is one more dollar than the dollar that we had before we got the other dollar. It is true. I like dollars. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting to the end of the show because it's getting awkward. All right. Well, anyways, Patreonies, you're getting a new episode finally. All right. Signing off. Just want everybody to go and support some of our advocacy groups. You can go to the CCFR, buy a calendar, the CSSA, or any other advocacy group as well. And go out and shoot some guns because, you know what, it's lots of fun. Check us out on Gun Orders of Canada. We have a thread there. You can talk to us there. And also like us on Facebook because, well, we like you liking us on Facebook too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Got anything else you would like to say about the zombie apocalypse or Trevor Furlet's birthday? Could be the same thing. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Just just be ready for monsters. We've given you a lot of useful advice tonight. Yes. Very useful, applicable in real life situations. Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.